1: What's up, guys? It's your boy, Brandon, here with the Making a Disney Fan Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my main man, Zach, and your resident Making a Disney Fan lady, Sarah.
0: Hello.
1: So january is apparently the month of content from making a disney fan we're giving you the new year special we're giving you a regular episode on the 23rd but this one is for my birthday, Happy
0: birthday
1: yay! To you. yay i am turning 30 years old and to celebrate i'm gonna flip the script on my two co-hosts and we're gonna look at something that i enjoy what do you enjoy, Brandon? If you know anything about me, because I wear it pretty much on my sleeve or my every wall in my apartment, I enjoy wrestling, <laughs> professional wrestling. So today, we're going to discuss Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WWE's WrestleMania 24, which is in 2008. And we're going to talk about it just like we do with every Disney movie every month. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like we are torturing you, Brandon. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Um, so let's just get started. I'm just going to ask you guys straight up, before you watch this match, what is your experience or opinion of WWF professional wrestling, like WWE? Zach.
2: Um... I have never seen a wrestling match before today. And
1: <laughs> that's not surprising. <laughs>
2: my exper- my earliest memory in regards to anything wrestling related is when I was a kid, we watched Hulk Hogan movies. Yes. So I
1: find I find that even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know who Hulk Hogan is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, I got- Everybody has at least that base understanding.
2: <laughs> there was Two movies I remember in particular from him. Uh, there was, like, a Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny was my favorite of his movies. And then there was, like, Three Ninjas. And, like, a, yep. a, with, like, a amusement park thing. And just like, oh, here's, you know, this washed-up wrestler guy. And he's just like, oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, they are all terrible movies. I, I look up, I think even a little bit about them now i have not seen them in 20 years and i know that they were horrible
1: yeah i like i liked them when i liked them i was very young um that was at still at the age when like my dad was showing me the old wrestlemanias and i was too young to realize that they were like 20 years ago or like 10 15 i guess when i was a kid mm-hmm. but like i i loved hulk hogan but those movies were bad even then I watched them just because they were Hulk Hogan movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, my other memories uh, with wrestling, I think, are pretty much tied up with you. Yeah. Where I think it was our, oh, it was one of our first interactions when when you were there in your the first month or whatever you were At booth. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you were watching something, and I started talking about them, and you know typical non-wrestling person you're like oh you know it's not, not really real right and you're just like of course i know that or just like i'm tired of people saying that and yeah so yeah you gave me a you gave me a good uh you know whip verbal wh- whipping with that and it's just like yeah. okay you know what that's a very valid
1: point yeah it sounds about right honestly i think that's one of the like the bigger criticisms of professional wrestling is like oh you know it's not real right like it's not ufc and it's like at this point, do you really think we don't know that as wrestling fans? Like,
2: like, we've acknowledged that fact years ago. Unless you're like physically there, that's the only time that you can not, that you might not be able to tell the choreography. Yeah, yeah. About. I
1: I see it as just like episodes of a TV show. It's just done live,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I don't understand that's, why that concept is like hard to get sometimes.
2: And even just watching it now and. I, like I think about one of my favorite TV shows now is like Cobra Kai, right? Yes, and I do like Cobra got, Kai, and they have very long action sequences that take like super choreography, and I'm super impressed with this. But it's just like they had a long, long flipping time to rehearse this thing, and they yeah. had, could cut. These guys are doing it live, and yeah, it's very impressive. It is. It is really cool when you think about it.
1: Sarah, what do you got? What are your opinions of wrestling before this?
0: Pre this, I never wanted to watch wrestling. (laughs) Uh, Never into it. Uh, When I lived in Winnipeg, I lived with my cousins, Angela, Andrew, and Edward. And Andrew and Edward would PVR wrestling all the time so that they could watch it. Smart. And Angela and I referred to it as stupid wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Our PVR was full of it. It was on in the living room. We didn't enjoy it to this day because she still lives with Andrew and Edward. She texts me when they're watching it and says, "Oh, stupid wrestling's on the TV."
1: That's that's really uh, funny. so
0: not a high opinion.
1: Yeah, my my DVR is generally filled with a lot of wrestling. I have the yeah. WWE Network now, which kind of enables mm. that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it's like fifteen bucks a month or something, but it's it's useful because sometimes like i work for during like the pay-per-view times and they're hard to hard to get like you can't stream them online very easy without subscriptions to peacock which isn't even in canada Lame. yeah yeah so i like it because i can just pvr the movies even or the things even if i miss the show i could just come home from work and watch it which is good
0: yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um so yeah so, we're looking at, like I said, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty four. Uh, the general storyline, just for the people who haven't seen, which I imagine if you're fans of a Disney podcast, there's a good chance you haven't seen. Um, Ric Flair. <laughs> we'll start. We'll start with Ric Flair. Ric Flair is. I said that everybody knows Hulk Hogan rick flair was the hulk hogan of wcw which was wwe's like or wwf at the time's rival company so he was every bit as big to like the wrestling universe or the wrestling like fans as hulk hogan was um he is like a 16 time world champion so he's been to the mountaintop (laughs) uh many times um which is only actually a record matched by john cena recently no one else has had that many it's rick flair and john cena which is pretty crazy and, he is very and john Cena's an amazing performer yes he is and he's a good wrestler too <laughs> um but it's it's yeah so he's definitely one of the more respected people he's a legend in the wrestling industry and he was actually inducted into the hall of fame the night before the match um which is i mean The WWE Hall of Fame is kind of weird. They just pick people from random, I guess. But it is still an honor to be a part of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and when he was inducted, he was the only active wrestler to be inducted to the Hall of Fame before. Because he was still technically wrestling. He had his last match the next night. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, Shawn Michaels... Is his nickname is the Heartbreak Kid. He's been around since like the '80s. He was in a tag team called the Rockers, but he kind of became a bigger star on his own. um Four-time uh, heavy, like, heavyweight champion. He's had a bit of a rough career in his early days. He had troubles with, like drugs and alcohol. Um, stepped away though, found the Lord, uh, came back to wrestling after a long break. After a ba- I think a back injury. Mm-hmm. And just be go went on to still become like one of wrestling's like biggest names. Um he was in DX. I'm not sure if you guys know DX. It's a very common thing, very popular when we were kids. Uh like yeah. for us, but wrestling was like really, really big when we were kids. So there are certain things that like everybody kinda knows, like The Rock and Stone Cold. Um yep. Yep. But, but yeah, so he was part of that. It was just a big tag team. So by the time of this match, like they are basically like two legends, um, except Shawn Michaels from a generation younger, so he idolized Ric Flair going in. Um, Anyway, but the storyline is and aren't they like friends as well? They are, yeah, they're good friends. They became friends around like 2000, right before WCW got bought by WWE. And to from what I can find on the internet, they're like still good friends to this day. Um I've always been good friends. So like Ric Flair, I think personally chose Shawn Michaels for that match. Um in the storyline at least he does. Uh but Ric Flair he basically gets hurt for a bit and comes back and he's like sixty five or something at this at this point. Like he's old. He's in his sixties. I was gonna ask
2: how old he was.
1: Yeah, I didn't I don't know offhand. I should have looked that up, but
0: I, I think one of the articles that you sent us said he was sixty. 62
1: yeah he was like he was he was in his 60s which for like a high contact sport like that is is crazy so like he went out with an injury and the obvious thing was like can he come back at his age um so they did this great retirement angle where he comes out and he's crying and everyone expects him to retire instead he's just like i'll never retire i'll die in this ring (laughs) <laughs> it was great. It was a great segment. He's well passionate. He cries a lot. You can see that in the match. He's like crying right before he loses. Like he cries a lot. He's a passionate man. But the storyline became Mister McMahon, the owner of WWE. He plays a character who's a bad guy. They call them heels, but they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes out and he's like, "I will let you continue to be a wrestler, but you have to win every match. Your very next loss is your last match ever." uh and he does so he ends up going on this like weeks long winning spree right through pay-per-views all the way up until wrestlemania where he decides that if he's gonna really keep his job or stay and prove that he deserves to be here he needs to beat the best so he challenges Shawn michaels that's how we end up at this match Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna run through my high spots of the match and then i'll ask you guys like what you thought specifically
2: of the match after I wrote down some of my high spots, too, so I'll see if I if I have some to say. Nice. Yeah, so one of the first things is
1: there's a part in the match where Ric Flair hits a move called the crossbody, which is he's on the top rope, and then he basically just jumps and falls on the guy mm-hmm. across. Um, that is a move that Ric Flair, throughout his career, always tried but never hit. <laughs> it's like, it was always something special if he hit it. So I liked... Like, what I noticed is he hits it and the commentators go crazy. They're like, it's a miracle. It worked. <laughs> and I just think that's great because it's his last match. He finally gets to hit, like, this move that he almost never hits. Um, The m- match is refereed by a guy named Charles Robertson. Uh, Charles Robertson is a huge Ric Flair fan. He actually worked with Ric Flair in WCW where he played uh, Little Nature, which the Nature Boy is Ric Flair's name, so he was basically like a referee knockoff of Ric Flair, and he had his own like Ric Flair robe and stuff. Um, so it's it's very like it's it's very touching, I guess, that he's the final referee for that match. Um, the finishers. I'll point out just so we understand the figure four leg lock is Ric Flair's finisher. That's that like weird submission thing that happens with their legs. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it doesn't look like it would hurt, but I assume it hurts quite a bit. Like you see it in the extreme things too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Tyler watched it with me and he said he used to do that to his brother and it didn't hurt. But I assume he doesn't do it as hard as they would do
1: it. Yeah, it's possible. He wasn't (laughs)
0: afraid to hurt his brother.
1: so. So yeah, you never know. Um, and then Shawn Michaels is the, they call it the sweet chin music, which is basically that kick to the face. I like the moment in the middle. There you see Shawn Michaels tries to hit sweet chin music, but he can't. And Ric Flair like takes him into the figure four leg lock. I think it's just one of those like storytelling moments. Like you forget that these guys are fighting, but it's also like a story being told. And I think there's like, an important part for the match where you realize like he doesn't actually want to retire Ric Flair the other thing I want to point out is he starts cheating Ric Flair he starts cheating he kicks him in the balls from behind he pokes him in the eye and they talk about him being the dirtiest player in the game that is a nickname that he had through his pretty much his whole career uh, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy, it was always just expected that Ric Flair was going to cheat in a match to win because he's the dirtiest <laughs> player in the game. Um, so yeah, that's just part of who he is. Even though, like, you, f- I find it weird because he's doing like he kicks Shawn Michaels in the balls and the crowd goes crazy for it, even though technically that's a bad guy move in wrestling. But he just kind of gets that that um, like extra grace i guess from the audience for it um then the fact that rick flair loses in his last what would be his last match he goes on to actually like unretire and wrestle for some other companies and it's a mess but uh, <laughs> this is like effectively his last match he loses this is actually like tradition for wrestlers um, they say it's something to kind of like they want to go out like staring at the lights, which is be how they would be like laying on the mat looking up. It's kind of like a respect thing, like a passing the torch thing where wrestlers actually don't want to win their final matches. And I think it's great because he loses. Shawn Michaels is the winner and you'd expect him to celebrate, but he doesn't. He leaves immediately. And it's so we like the audience can have that emotional moment with Ric Flair. And I think that's like what the whole match is about. Like you can get through the whole match. It's that last moment in the ring with Ric Flair, when he's he's old, he's tired, he's beat up, and he's finally going home. I I think that's great. Um, So those are my like that's my high spots Mm -hmm. of the match, like the things I wanted to highlight. But I want to hear from you guys. We'll start with Zach. Like, what did you think of the match?
2: Well, like I was saying earlier, I was kind of like I was pretty impressed of. The show that they were putting on, like, yes, I could see the choreography. I could see them working together with certain movements, but it's just yeah. like, even pretending to do this, a lot of this stuff would hurt, a yeah. lot. Like, yeah. It, it, like if you're if you ever play wrestle with other siblings or friends as a grown flipping man, yeah, it, it can hurt.
1: Yeah, I a remember. Lot. I remember when I was younger, I think like 12, 13, a local like wrestling, like indie wrestling thing in Edmonton used to do like weekend training things. And it was like 120 bucks and you get to go for Saturday and Sunday and they'll teach you how to wrestle. And I did that a few times and like half of the day is like, all right guys, we're going to spend an hour getting in a line and then you just run and you jump and land on your back over and over. We'll do that till everyone's done it like a hundred times. And, like, by the end of the day, like, I remember going home, like, feeling, like, crap. Like, my whole body
2: hurt. And it's like, yeah, you can script it, but that stuff still hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking, like, the time that Sha- Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels, yeah. Shawn Michaels uh, fell on the table. Ooh. <laughs>
0: that looked so painful. Exactly. Yeah. Like,
2: like, you can like, even if that was a, a prop table... Yeah. Ow.
1: If I remember right, I do think he got like a legitimate rib injury out of that. The announce table breaking, like going through the mm. announce table, is a common thing for wrestling. It's one of those like favorite spots. Mm, okay. um, usually they break a lot
2: easier though. <laughs> okay. Like it Noted. did not look like it broke apart. <laughs> uh, then there was the point where Flair um, lifted Michaels up like over his head, like straight up. It's just like yeah. that's a flipping grown man, <laughs> and it's just like uh, that is tough. That is like it's... that is a lot of effort. Even if again, even if he is not struggling and working with you, it, that's like that, that's li- lifting a football player up. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you catch that there was a Disney reference in this in this show? I didn't. Old Yeller. Oh, that's a disney yeah. movie the old ye- yeller is a is a 60s disney movie oh i didn't
1: know yeah. that i just thought it was like a regular movie nope old yeller is disney <laughs>
2: disney <laughs> that's funny yeah.
1: yeah i didn't catch that i wouldn't imagine disney
2: for a shoot your dog kind of company the live action <laughs> stretch in the 60s and 70s i'm not an expert on on um on a lot of those ones i don't even think i've I I I don't even know if I've seen all of Old Yeller all the way through, but hmm. yeah. They're not my fav- favorite section of Disney, that's for sure. They're live action stretch. Makes like sense. Old, older live action like pre nineties live action. Yeah, not yeah. my favorite.
0: Hmm.
2: That's fair.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh then also when the when Shawn Michaels is um getting leg locked. Yeah. And he's like squishing his hair back. <laughs> ah. Yeah. I, I thought that was like hilarious. Like he really did not want any hair in his face. Yeah. I mean, I always wondered that. Like
1: wrestlers are prone to having really long hair. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder like how do you deal with that in your face the whole time? Why one well,
0: your opponent just grabs it all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I can't
2: <laughs> Yeah, no. Like haven't these guys ever heard of a hair tie?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. <laughs>
0: I have a child who pulls my hair. It's painful, and she's not a grown man.
2: <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, my final note on on the match is, I believe the pain for sure. Fair. That's that's pretty good. Sarah, what are your, uh,
1: what are your thoughts on the match? Uh,
0: I don't like wrestling (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah I figured like I think that the backstory stuff is interesting like I all the stuff for the listeners reference Brandon sent us a lot of backstory ahead of time like biographies on the two guys storyline all that kind of stuff that stuff is interesting to me learning about people's lives is interesting to me and like the overarching story is interesting but like I don't know. Like, I think it's cool that he, Ric Flair was like, I want to wrestle the best. And Sean was like, oh, I don't want to retire you. And in the storyline, he like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, he provokes him enough that he agrees to it. Yeah. But He's like upset about it. Like, that stuff is interesting. And the very end of it, when he tells him he loves him and apologizes, yeah. like, that was sweet. I did like that, but like the thing about it that I don't understand is it's choreographed and it's a story. So how is there a real winner? Like, well, they, well there, I there's don't not.
1: There's not. It would be as if like you had a TV show about like boxing or something. It's like you're still gonna enjoy it for the fight choreography. Like you go and you watch Creed, you're still gonna enjoy it for the choreography, but you're not gonna be upset about like, well, who's the real winner? It's that was uh-huh. a fake movie. You just, mm-hmm. I think. Like, yeah, I think people don't see, like, you can separate yourself from that, I guess, and just, like, accept that there is a winner, and, like, the winner isn't necessarily a thing, like, you earn, it's just another point in the story moving forward. Mm.
0: So they planned that that would be his last match, like, that was... yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Tr- oh, yeah. Real. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think the induction see, in the Hall
1: of Fame, like, beforehand is really just, like, everyone knew he was losing the match. Yeah, I think it was okay. just, like, we wanted to see how it played out as, like, fans of the character.
0: Yeah. I think that's where I have a hard time really investing in it because I'm not already invested in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it's important. I just, I have a hard time, or I had a hard time also getting fully into it because I could tell that they were choreographed moves. Yep. Like, how they position themselves perfectly to then be thrown over, like, yep. I don't know. It just, it's... It's not my favorite yeah, thing. There are, mm-hmm.
1: admittedly, like, as a wrestling fan, like, there are a lot of things you kind of just have to accept to be able to the watch suspension wrestling. suspension yeah. disbelief. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the magic of cl- wrestling. I get that. Yeah, like, someone will <laughs> climb onto the top rope to do a move, and the person on the ground will, like, roll into position so they're in the best spot. Yeah. You know that's lame, but, like, you kind of just, you accept it because it's the story. It's, it's the show. Yeah.
0: I feel like you have to be into it and invested to like fully enjoy it and get you're really right. into it oh yeah and for me watching a couple of guys fight just isn't my thing so Fair.
2: so a cool like example i would i would say for like how like you're feeling it's like watch, watching your first episode of the office and it being michael scott leaving Ooh. <laughs> I'm yeah. not
1: quite sure I follow the analogy. Well, because of Ric no, Flair but leaving. But that's a gut bunch of an... Oh, yeah. So, like,
2: the narrative.
1: Rick... You're
0: saying, like, I don't feel as invested in the sadness of it because I'm not into it. Into, mm-hmm. like,
2: Correct. the character. So, this yeah. Is first, oh. I can see your that. Your first in interaction with this medium. So, it'd be yeah. like going to mm-hmm. the office and watching Michael Scott leave.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at this you, point
2: you, for I right, you're not what invest- you're saying. You're not invested in, in his character at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, at, I can see what you mean at by this that. I point thought the like, point you were going to try to make is, like, it's like somebody watching The Office for the first time. They're not going to oh, enjoy yeah. it because they're not invested. I thought that's where mm, you were oh, going yeah.
2: with that. No, just the narrative. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I
1: find, like, at this point for wrestling fans, like, Ric Flair leaving is supposed to hurt, like, as much as, like, Troy leaving in Season 5 of Community did for me. Like, it's supposed to hurt, like, deeply in your soul. And, like, at the time, like, I was still watching wrestling full-time for this. So, that was the gut punch for me. Like, it did hurt that much. I mean, like, we I totally,
0: yeah. I totally understand that, and I can see how it's emotional. I mean, you can see it in the crowd. You see it in his family. Yeah. Like obviously it was very emotional yeah and I like I said I thought the ending where he tells him he loves him and he apologizes like that's very that's that's positive you can masculinity see that it's genuine yeah yeah and you can see that it's genuine yeah that like maybe they told him to do that but he means it
1: yeah that's definitely like the focus of the whole match for me is basically like like I found like wrestling like fans we like there are there are terrible moments in wrestling like there are parts that are hard to watch. But, like, mm-hmm. I find we always get, like, kind of judged or, like, lumped in with that. Whereas, like, I feel like wrestling does have the power to present a story with that much weight. And I think, yeah. like, that's why I chose this match. Because was like, this is yeah. a good example of how, like, even if you're not into it, like, you understand how, like, sad that's supposed to be. Because Yeah, like-
0: exactly. I think the stories are interesting to me. Like, I could listen to you tell me the stories of it. I think we're wrestling is less appealing to me is like for example watching creed watching people fight and get hurt i know that's fake wrestling yes i know that the it's choreographed but i know they're legitimately getting hurt and i don't like watching people get hurt because it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like watching him flip onto that table and clearly be in real pain ah
1: yeah that's that
0: hurts me that's
1: totally fair yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, that I think that's the problem that I yeah. have with watching wrestling because, be fake or not, the pain is legitimate. Yeah, an actor—I mean, actors might accidentally get hurt in the process of acting, but like generally speaking, they're protected. They're faking it. They're acting. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I totally get that. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I find wrestling is like. It's one of those things that I can't really say, like, you have to be a wrestling fan in or everyone needs to understand wrestling because it is it's it's weird enough and it's like crazy enough and it's like niche enough that like you just not everyone needs to enjoy it. Um, Yeah, it's just one of those things.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would watch like a biopic about a wrestler or I'd watch a documentary about a wrestler.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Watching just wrestling itself, not
1: into the actual not, wrestling, but the
0: stories, the stories of them, that's super interesting. I liked reading their backstories and stuff. I thought that was very interesting.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, let's uh, let's do the let's do the questions. What's your favorite musical moment? I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah, is there music? No. I don't even remember. I
1: I could have sent you <laughs> videos of the entrances. They would have had music in it, but no. Um,
0: wh- Tyler Tyler was bummed that the entrances weren't part of the video. I know
1: like, they are beautiful. <laughs> they are great entrances, but that's just the video. <laughs>
2: what, it would it have doubled yeah. the length of the of the video?
1: No, but it would have added probably another at least like six to eight minutes. Like they're long intros, especially Rick Flair. Yeah. He has this like giant blue robe, and it's like it's arms <laughs> just to have like robes down like a cape, and there's feathers like a everywhere. dementor, <laughs> like a dementor, yeah. Uh, (laughs) but no the entrances the entrances are pretty good um let's just go with favorite least favorite uh zach what's your favorite part of
2: this match um probably the 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 lifting them up high part
1: makes sense it's pretty cool sarah what's your what's your favorite part of this match
0: i think The ending with like the clear emotion, yeah, in everybody. Um, and like Tyler was sitting there telling me facts about this stuff too while we were watching, which added to it, like talking about how Ric Flair's daughter wrestles, yeah, yeah. You can actually
1: see Charlotte Flair in the audience after the match, she is crying,
0: (laughs) yeah, exactly. So, like that stuff, the emotion of it, yeah, I think, because that's the stuff that gets me
1: yeah i i agree with you my favorite part of this match is hands down the i'm sorry i love you moment because it's just like that like i said like that was the gut punch for me as a kid like that was hard for me to swallow because like as a fan of both that was me like i don't want to see rick flair go and how dare he do that to rick flair at the time yeah
0: oh well and when you're watching that when rick flair is getting himself into position because like clearly for him to do that finishing mode had to he needs farther, his opponent yeah. to be standing yeah so rick flair's like getting into position and he's crying
1: crying so hard i yeah. like
0: i'm sure that's legit because even though he's agreed to this whole thing he's like wow this, this is, is it yeah
1: this is a whole career yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: and he's probably also crying because he's so proud of yeah. his friend and like wow what an amazing moment that i get to do this with him like, yeah yeah, yeah. hands down it's just
1: hands down my favorite part i totally agree with that yeah Yeah. Um, Let's go to least
2: favorite, Zach. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it was like the karate chops to the throat that they were trying to do all the time. And slap, like (laughs) the slap to the faces. That's fair. That's
1: actually a thing. That's called a chop, like a open hand chop to the chest. Mm -hmm. That is a signature move for Ric Flair. He does that a lot. And he's said to have one of the hardest chops in the business. And whenever he chops someone, the crowd goes, woo. It's Uh, just a thing that he does. Yeah. They're very super common in every wrestling match, though. It's yeah. Everybody gets (laughs) chest chops.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Interesting. (laughs) It's fair. Sarah?
0: Uh, The table. The table? Like it replays in my head and it just makes my whole body cringe. Like, oh, my gosh, that has to hurt so much. Yeah like he takes a really long time to get up and i'm sure part of that is like for dramatic effect yeah but like oh he's got to be in so much pain
1: Mm. yeah that one is rough
0: (laughs) yeah is is it planned that he lands on the table or did he legitimately miss
1: it's it was planned that he land on the table but normally those tables break easier
0: so, like, the top of it does break, but that side part that goes into his ribs, yeah, that part should have, like, that's supposed
1: to split? collapse as well, yeah. Mm. And it, it didn't. Okay. He Whether he didn't yeah. hit it right or whatever, like, usually they'll be, like, send someone, like, through it. They'll put them, like, slam them on top, and the whole thing just collapses. And <laughs> so that's what they were definitely trying to do. But, yeah, it did not break apart as well as it should have. And, yeah, I do think he was legitimately injured out of that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, I... I had- that makes me feel things that yeah. I don't
1: like. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a rough spot for it. Um, my least favorite part of this match is when Shawn Michaels puts Ric Flair in the figure four leg lock. Mm. Only because he does it wrong. And you can clearly see that both of Ric Flair's legs are like bent and like in a comfortable position. I mean, he's screaming yeah. and he's like selling the pain properly. But like, mm-hmm. it just didn't look good.
0: Well, and they say, like, the commentator says something like, that's an inverted leg lock or whatever. Yeah, like, like they
1: don't even, like, they don't even call it, they go call it the same move because they know it looks bad. Like, that's almost <laughs> like the figure favorite leg lock or whatever they yeah. say. It's like, it, it's just a yeah. bad spot for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go with final thoughts and letter grade, even though you have nothing to compare this to. Zach. <laughs>
2: As a form of entertainment, of showcasing of choreography skills, this has got to be, I would probably give it a B. Dang,
1: okay. <laughs> nice, I'll, I will take B. Sarah?
0: <laughs> I see the talent involved and the story is interesting, so like... This has changed my perception of wrestling in that I'm interested in learning about the people and the stories. Will I watch wrestling again, though, unless somebody asks me to for something like this? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, I wouldn't give it an F because I can see what goes into it. Yeah. But I ha- I'm i putting into, into my thought process is what is the talent involved? What is the work involved? But also how much do I enjoy it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd put it like firmly in the middle, like a C because it's not for yeah. me, but I can appreciate the work.
1: That makes sense. My prediction for both of you guys was going to be C to C
2: minus. I thought you guys mm. were going to be like, I'll give him a C to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of with Sarah. I'm, i don't think I'll ever really watch another match well yeah and you don't
1: like you don't ever need to mm -hmm. it's like i said like Like i'm not gonna be like i'm not i'm not even gonna ask you if you're a wrestling fan yet kind of thing like it's just (laughs) i don't think people need to be wrestling fans like i'd never push wrestling this was fun to do to you guys it's like a birthday gift but but yeah yeah, like i don't i don't push wrestling on anybody
0: if we keep this podcast going for years we could make it an annual thing for your birthday yeah
1: that'd be cool
0: like i don't have a problem with that i'll watch it Mm-hmm. for purposes yeah. like this i just wouldn't do it on my own time and i would say i'm not a wrestling fan but i might become a wrestler fan
1: hmm yeah that makes sense because cool.
0: their stories are they genuinely there was a
1: period a while ago where like a bunch of like famous wrestlers were releasing autobiographies and some of them are really good books well th- i bet yeah. considering
0: like, the world they're and... very interesting yeah and the behind it's... the scenes
2: yeah. and attitudes and faux rivalries with friendships but then also throwing in, throwing in addictions and yeah and stuff yeah. yeah
0: yeah i like the the one article you sent us about sean michaels it was like they need to make a biopic about sean michaels yeah and then i read about a story and i was like yeah that would be super interesting It'd that'd be, be a great movie.
1: yeah they're trying to make a hulk hogan one and it's like man Ew. you got better stories elsewhere because his didn't end right and well no 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 he's not looked upon too nicely now yeah all right well that's uh that's been the special
2: birthday episode right now sarah you want to do you want to tell us about another special that we have planned
0: i think we should let brandon tell about that because it was his idea
2: so coming
1: sometime after the academy awards we will be presenting our oscar pool special Now, this is kind of a weird year for us, and that's kind of why we're doing this. Normally, the three of us watch decent amount of Oscar bait. We like those movies. We like to see the best, and we're pretty good at the Oscars. Except I've beaten Sarah at the Oscars every time we've ever competed against each other. Yeah. And one time we didn't.
0: The worst, the worst part was the one year Brandon didn't even live in Winnipeg anymore, so I didn't think I was competing against him. And then it ends, and our friend walks over to me and tells me Brandon sends his regards because Brandon gave him his pool, and he beat me
1: Yep, yes. from across Not the country. Beat you from across the country. So <sighs> yeah. this year, we're at a bit of an impasse because neither of us have seen many Oscar bait movies. I think we've each yeah. seen a couple
0: each. So yeah, looking at the Golden Globes, which is generally a good predictor, good predictor of what the Oscars are gonna be like. I've seen two of them.
1: Yeah, I think I'm at two or three. Yeah. Um, so this is gonna be our least informed Oscars ever. Mm-hmm. So we are gonna have our least informed Oscar pool ever. Whoever wins the Oscar pool will get to choose one non-Disney animated film to do as a special episode, and this could be anything. Yeah. As long as it's not Disney. Zach, would you like to explain the point system and how the Oscar pool point
2: system works? Well, it's actually quite simplistic. Um, it's a two-point system. You get two picks, a primary pick and a secondary pick. If your primary pick is the victor, you gain two points. If a secondary pick is the victor, you gain one point. This is a... I find to be a really good system in regards to the Oscars and just general awards picks because it allows you to have some variation. If you just only try to pick winners, it's, it's a hit or miss. Whereas yeah, first, first and secondary, it's a dartboard.
1: <laughs>
2: true, true.
1: So yeah, that is going to be our least informed Oscar pool special. Be uh, yeah. be looking out for that in the future. The only two rules for this is that we cannot make a point to see as many movies as we can. We can only make it to the movies we would see naturally. But with busy schedules, that's not going to be that hard of a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and rule number two... Something we all utilize during Oscar pool time. We are not allowed to study the Oscar picks this year. All the Vanity Fair, the EW, all of those choices. We are not going to look at any of them. We will be going into these Oscar pool
2: completely cold. I think the only thing we're seeing Mm -hmm. is is Golden Globe winners. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. I didn't even look through all of them.
1: I did, I don't remember them though. I remember some of like the yeah. big ones I guess. Uh, Angela yeah. Bassett won for supporting. That was surprising. I don't think I still don't think I'd pick her in an Oscar pool though. Hmm. It was a good hmm. role, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And
2: then Elvis beat out Frazier, which has got Brandon quite yeah, I, I loved Elvis,
1: and I think he was an amazing actor in it. I just don't think it beats Brendan Fraser in The Whale. I'm still going to champion Fraser for the award. Yeah. <laughs> like, hands down. The Whale
2: was incredible. Um, I definitely want to watch that one. Yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, on top of all this, we will... Well, I will, prior to the Oscars, post a picture of all of our pics in our Instagram stories, uh, probably just like the day of the Oscars. I'll post it in there. So if you guys want to check out what our pics are, you can see them. Uh, and we can you can discuss them. You can agree with us, disagree with us, join the conversation. Even share you your own pics. Yeah, exactly. You can share your own pics, tag us so that we can see them, DM them to us, whatever you want to do. Uh, And then when we discuss this a little bit on our podcast, we can share what you said, what your thoughts were. I'll put up a question box. You can put stuff in there, whatever you want to do. Please feel free to participate with us because it's fun. Mm It would
1: be awesome. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that is a little information on our new upcoming special. Uh, I'm going to close out this episode by getting Sarah to tell us where they can find us.
0: Yeah, so you can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. Please message us, comment, like, review, all the things. Uh, Text us, Messenger Pigeon, I don't know. (laughs) Please talk to us. We want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts. And we will read them on the air if you send them to us. So, yeah, please feel free to send us a message.
2: Yeah. All right um uh, so my closing is gonna be a bit different this time i'm gonna say Ooh. can you smell what the rock is cooking
1: nice <laughs> well right, so if we're going for wrestling themes i'm gonna keep it on rick flair then i've been brandon Woo!
0: um i don't know any wrestling <laughs> catchphrases so uh Perfect. catch you later <laughs> folks <laughs> artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at marcus.and.sarah.music performing alongside me, your favorite making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.